Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Caitlin Collins. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me, Christina. It's so nice to Oh my gosh, you betcha. You work with BetterWork and you're an organizational uh, psychologist. Um, for people who don't know what that means exactly, what, what is an organizational psychologist? What is that? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. Um, really what I do is, is help build organizations build performance programs. So my education and training is all about fostering an environment where you have um, performance programs that are really enabling the best set of people. And I look at management styles and how all of those coincide to execution of business strategy. So I take a very people first approach on how we look at this, but the end result is let's get people up and running really great at their jobs and then businesses are able to move faster. So uh, do you work very closely with the HR department or just all of the different departments together or how how does it work? Yeah, quite often. I'd say mostly like HR, yet learning and development and and however they're structured and also the executive team. Um, So a lot about enabling performance programs starts at the top. So there's a lot to understand about what they want to drive, what do the the executives and the business want to get out of taking the next step? What does that delta look like? And so I work with different areas in the business. What has been your perspective working, uh, say, with businesses or employees where they have been in a job for a long time and they don't really feel fulfilled anymore? They don't feel like they're bringing their all. How do you begin to pull out of them their best and their potential? Yeah, that is a great question because I think we all come to this place where we might plateau or or feel a bit stagnant in our jobs. So um, my advice on that to employees is just to understand, is there any room where you can take something that you're working on and personalize it more to yourself? What is it that you're doing that's really enabling the growth of your career? Um, And if you really feel like you've just manned out of it, then it's um, a really good opportunity to assess what you might be able to work on to take the next step into a new role. Yeah. You know, what's interesting for me, Caitlin, I've worked in a number of different corporations in the past where let's say I'm in a part of the, I've always been accounting, but I've been in a section of accounting and I'm like, you know, this is really interesting, but it's the same thing day after day. And I'll say to my coworkers, Hey, can I help you on your department to get more of a understanding of how the whole bits work together? And sometimes I bridge from one side of accounting into another part where it's broader and I get to use a different set of abilities and talents and grow myself even more. Yeah, I think that's a great example. I find that I get in the same place too. Sometimes I get a little bit stagnated and what I'm doing day in and day out. And I find the more I'm able to maybe start a project that's open, opens to collaboration across different areas of the business, really learn maybe more about marketing, um, see how I can support more of our sales folks. You know, there's different areas where I definitely can focus to stretch myself. Yeah, and I think it's probably a good advice for someone out there if you're feeling a bit bored with your job that you might want to ask your boss, and I've done that in the past, hey, where can I help out in a different department or maybe um, outside of work, you know, learn some HR or, uh, you know, other parts of the company where I can maybe grow other parts of my skills I didn't know I had because that mm-hmm. happened for me. They asked me to go up there and do a couple presentations and training. I'm like, I am not a trainer. I'm not a teacher. I don't want to do this. But actually, I found that afterwards. That's how I got started ending up doing a podcast is I found that I actually like speaking, but I would have not known that had they not pushed me to get up there and and do some speaking and training. 
Oh, that's wonderful. I think that's a, yeah, we all, we learn more about ourselves and the difficult things we challenge ourselves to do. So I, that's a great example. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, uh, you work with BetterWorks, but what is the whole strategy since COVID? How does that affect BetterWorks? How have you grown and, and maybe explored and expanded? Yeah, it's been an interesting time to say the least. And I think everyone can say that. So I don't think that's anything new. Um, but it's been interesting to listen to CEOs of organizations try and navigate through what they're struggling with and, and what that looks from a business perspective and a people perspective. And I think the biggest things that I really hear is, well, what like what do we do now? We've either had to lay off a good percentage of our workforce, you know, and that creates trauma within the organization for people even that are left behind. Wow. Um, they might have to figure out how to expand in a shrinking market right now, or maybe they need to go into a new one. And so all of that is looking at different types of behaviors they are going to have to tap into their people because they're having to do something new. And so a lot of ways that we've uh, worked with coaching um, our customers around is to say, well, first, let's just be vulnerable together and lean into the fact that this is really hard and let's be really transparent with people to say, okay, this is where we're going to have to pivot as a business because X, Y, and Z happened. Our market external forces are changing. Our internal forces are changing. Um, and what does that mean for people? So when we talk about being really transparent about shifts we're making from a business perspective, how are we making sure that people still feel connected to that and they understand that their role serves a purpose, that the work that they're doing is really helping the business to grow in a new direction. So while it's been really difficult, you know, we as people, we're really resilient. And I think if we lean in a fact where this is tough, I think organizations have started to become really innovative or innovative <laughs> um, as far as thinking new ways to explore how do they impact their people, their employees in a different way, and therefore how do they impact their customers in a different way. Yeah, that's some really good points. One thing I've gotten from a lot of employees that I've talked to is they, they feel the sense of disconnectedness from their other fellow employees and from their customers because they're not, sometimes their customers would come into the office, they get to meet them, see them, you know, sometimes shake their hand, meet people over the coffee uh, coffee room or water cooler, and that's all lost. How, how did you help um, better works or how can people motivate their employees to still feel that sense of connectedness even though we're working from remote remotely yeah i can say i feel that myself i miss the like the the frequent chit chat and just being able you know it's such a it's such a difference in being able just to walk to the next office or roll your chair over to say hey what do you think about this and being able to have those quick conversations rather than making sure you're scheduling an, an intentional Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or calling someone and they're not at their desk and you could just walk over and say, hey, what do you think, Caitlin? Yeah, or just, you know, work on building the, the relationship and that connectivity, like you said, I think is so valuable. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we just have to look at it differently these days. So uh, where I see the trend going in workforces is this is probably going to be here to stay. I think when we come back to our new normal, what we're looking at is being able to Right now, we're able to expand our talent market. So rather than if my business is located in New York, I don't necessarily have to have people in New York. I can I can extend that. So I think working from home is, is going to start to be more the norm. 
as we measure this out. And I think building and fostering an environment of that connectivity is just going to look so different. And I've seen different organizations try different tools, um, one of which is saying, how do we still do team building virtually? What does that look like? Um, can we is there a space where we can have maybe like a virtual open office hours so people can pop in and out? You know, I think being creative about how to do that is a really good step forward. But from like a managerial perspective too, and especially if you're working on a collaborative environment in a team, I think it's really important to make sure that you're very intentional about putting uh people first in a conversation that you're still maintaining that relationship and you're not seeing all business. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that those, those moments, those meetings are part of your schedule and part of your calendar. And we're just, we're just communicating differently now. Yeah, you're right about that. Cause one thing, uh, the company I work with was doing, we're doing book reads together, book clubs and, and then all, um, happy hours where we'd all just bring our own bottle of wine and we'd be yeah. sitting there talking and, and we were watching on one Time, the Lion King thing. Uh, what do you call that? That um, that thing on Netflix that everyone was talking about. Oh, the Tiger King. Yeah, Tiger the Tiger King. King. Yeah, so we were doing a watch party and everyone was totally obsessed with it. Um, so yeah, you, there's different ways to bring that about. Even game nights they were doing. Uh, we order our own pizza or food and do that. So, And then HR even did this one thing where, you know, we're going to assign you one other coworker you don't know from another department. You're going to have lunch with them via Zoom. Oh, um, I love that idea. So, and then, so yeah, so there's different ways to do that. I um, mean, it's a different form of communication. Yeah, it's kind of nice to just reach out and touch someone or be close to them, but there are still ways to keep in contact and, and still build those connections, um, even now working from home. Yeah, I think so too. Like for our company, we do, I love what we, we do all kinds of different things, trying to be creative about how we approach our own employees. <clears throat> and we'll have like a regular business meeting but they've cut the agenda to be really short during that time. And the second half is they break everyone up into small Zoom groups. Mm. And you can either just chit chat about what's going on. You know, just having that opportunity available for a few minutes is yeah. so nice. Well, you know what's interesting, Caitlin? I found talking to either friends or associates or uh, employees that one of the things that's been stressful is that boundary setting where when mm. we first started working from home and we didn't have those connections, Working in an office, one of the things, you know, you can go to the water cooler, you can talk to friends in the office, you get a cup of coffee, but there would be those cues like, oh, it's lunchtime, now everyone's going to lunch, and you go to lunch, or there's be those cues where people are starting to leave, and oh, it's time to go home. People were telling me, now I'm just like working till 10 at night, because there's no one there telling me to stop, and I really, I have nowhere to go, I don't have to take the train, I don't have to drive home, so I just keep working. And so there was this kind of overly, you know, people were working a lot more. I think I heard in one report, it was up to 20% more word that people were putting out. And so it got, it got to be unhealthy. I think the first couple of months, people were trying to figure out how to put up those boundaries again. Mm, I agree. I think I definitely fall into that category. <laughs> um, and I think it's just going to take time where we're adapting and figuring what those, you know, different cues are. I think, you know, with, any kind of stress or trauma that comes in us, we're just trying to level out and figure out what that balance is. I think from an organizational standpoint, maybe, you know, saying it's okay to take an hour for yourself and, and being really mindful that we're not booking meetings for the other side of the country too early or too late. You know, like really a business can set some guardrails, but it's going to be up to the individual to, and now we can own our own schedule more or less, but it's going to be up to each person to really make sure that you're being more mindful about the time that you're putting in. 
Yeah. I mean, one person had mentioned, you know, put a time there. So, okay, it'll ring, ding, it's five. So at least, you know, it's at the end of the day. If you work more, you know that, hey, I'm, I'm now choosing to go past that boundary and, and make that choice. It, it gets you, as you say, more mindful to where you are. Yeah. Now, you know something interesting, Caitlin? Also, I'm getting this idea that uh, I don't think people are going to want to go back to a physical <laughs> office. On the other hand, because, as you say, they're getting to own more of their time. And also, I love the fact of not losing that hour in the front and the end with the driving or, or having to take a bus train or whatever to get to work. It's like that hour or two hours are saved every single day for me. It's just totally fabulous. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I am in uh, New York City. So taking the subway into work every day, sometimes it can be quick. It can be quite long. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the mercy of the subway <laughs> on, on getting in anywhere. So um, I, I do you know I'm, I'm one of those. I agree with you. I think there's going to be, well, and for some, it's going to be a nice safe haven. You know, it, I think it depends. There's, there's some folks where you've got a lot of kids and maybe you're in a small environment and it's tough and it's nice to have the brain space to be able to get away in that office. And, and some folks are going to find that it's easier just to stay home um, because you can manage your schedule so much better. So I think when we're able to get back to this like new normal, whatever that might look like one day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still having the option to be flexible, maybe it's a few days a week instead of five days a week, you know, or um, whatever, whatever that might look like, but it makes sense for the individual to manage. You know, and I'm seeing a more or less what we're talking about right now is probably what will become uh, for a lot of companies, how they go forth, because uh, like you said, there'll be some people be like, I have 10 kids here. I need to get the hell out of the house. <laughs> and then other people are like, Hey, I'm cool here and I'm getting my work done. You can see my results. So actually it probably will be employers who are deciding more or less, okay, who needs to do more or less this schedule or that schedule will be kind of in and out. Maybe two days a week you go in and three days you stay home. I think, I think it'll turn out more to that. And also I wonder how it will affect more or less the companies and how big they keep their office because now with less people being in the office, there probably won't need to be as much space being rented. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be really interesting. It makes me really curious what the, the, um, the rental space market is going to look like because I see more and more organizations closing down their offices, especially right now. It doesn't mean that they won't go back and reopen a new one. Um, but I think it's, it is a big cost saver. Rent in certain cities, especially, is very expensive for office space. Yeah. So what would you say to, let's start with business owners or corporations, businesses, um, it'd be a good advice for going through this remote time and this, this kind of transition that you would give to them. I think from a business owner perspective, some, uh, my recommendation is to, to lead with empathy is things are going to look different for people and it's going to impact people differently. And I don't think that, I think it's a good practice to get in because it's not unique just to COVID. You know, we all have traumas that happen in our personal lives, unfortunately, sometimes, or, or things happen. And I think if, from a business perspective, if we can get into a place where we're leading with empathy and really focusing on our people first, we're going to get so much more out of them than trying to fit them in a certain box of what work or performance looks like. So I think we just need to break our paradigm a bit and say, okay, are our managers equipped to be able to coach people in a different way? Are our teams equipped? Do, are we investing our time and our money in the right space to be able to support collaboration? Just because this is going to start to look differently, but we can also adapt to what that new different looks like. 
Yeah, you're right. This could be a fabulous opportunity for everyone involved, even more so. Uh, as you said, not putting and pinning people in a box could allow them to be more freer and give more of their best work and effort. Yeah, I really think so. Yeah. And what do you feel or is your best advice for employees out there uh, going through this transition? Uh, my advice is to be patient with yourself. Like it's tough. It's tough for everybody on all sides. It's tough for people that are losing their jobs. It's tough for us that are staying home and are staying at the organizations and and having to maybe do double work and what that looks like. We're all just trying to figure out to survive. And I'd say um, just to give yourself a moment just to relax and not put any pressure on yourself and to just say, okay, what can I show up doing today? Um, and to be really forgiving. I think self-care in any type of situation like this needs to come first and foremost, which is what you said is like putting those barriers to maybe not work so many hours a day and go, you know, at five o'clock, go for a walk or, or something that just shifts your brain into a totally different environment so that you're engaging differently. That, that is a wonderful piece of advice for everyone uh, out there. Uh, this has been so fabulous, but let everyone know where they can find out more about you and BetterWorks. How can they do that? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. So we, I can be reached at BetterWorks. Um, uh, you can visit our website at betterworks.com um, or my email address is caitlin.collins at betterworks.com. Well, this has been a fascinating talk and one I'm sure will help a lot of listeners, whether you own a business or you're an employee, get out there and realize that this could be the most wonderful opportunity for everyone involved. And and I thank you so much for Caitlin for sharing your great wisdom today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. You betcha. Take care. If you like this episode, please share. To hear more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com.